and welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, October 16th. It's Skate America Week! Here we go! We both are getting ready to leave for Norwood. Um, I'm heading out on Thursday. Daphne will be out on Friday, so we are very excited about that. If you didn't catch our special episode that we launched last Wednesday, definitely check it out. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, We had Jackie Wong on to talk a little bit about Skate America and the Grand Prix series. And he also answered, or we also talked, answered your questions regarding Skate America. Yeah, we're really excited to be going to to, uh, Norwood this week. Thrilled that we were able to get Jackie on to talk to us. Um, He's someone that has been podcasting uh, before on Ice Talk, so he's comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. So it's just great to just catch up with him and talk about what the series looks like, and especially Skate America. Yeah. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about Skate America at the end of our show. And just a reminder, everything we talk about here will be included in our show notes, so you won't hear us say... (laughs) Check out our show notes. Check out our show notes. So everything will be in the show notes. So let's get started talking about the events that we had this week, which we had a challenger. It was Budapest Trophy. And for the past couple of weeks, I've been trying to find some fun facts about things. So you're going to hear some fun facts throughout our podcast here. And I wanted to find out a little bit more about Budapest Trophy because For me, I'm like, this is a newer competition, and indeed it is. It is the sixth challenger event of this season, but it's a relatively new event as the inaugural event was part of the 2020-2021 ISU Challenger Series. So this is the only third Budapest Trophy. Uh, There were no pairs this year. There were pairs at the event last year. So just some fun facts about Budapest Trophy. But Daphne, let's get started with the men. Yes, it was almost an Italian sweep. Uh, As we've talked about in the past, Italy is becoming a powerhouse of men's figure skating. It really showcased how strong the Italian men are right now, and this didn't include all of them. This just only had a couple. So Matteo Rizzo was in second after the short program, and he won the event. It's his second event of the season. He was fourth at Lombardia Trophy. He did a quadruple toe loop and a quadruple loop. So he got 2.25 negative GOEs on his quadruple loop. Yeah. I don't know what it was. When I watched back, if it was a two foot or why, I mean, he landed it, but I don't know why they gave him a negative. So So Switzerland's Lukas Britschke, who was fifth after the short program, took the silver medal. This is his first Challenger Series medal. He did a quad toe, double toe combination and a quad toe in his free skate. And then rounding out the podium was Gabriel Frangipani, who was seventh after the short program, and he took the bronze. He had two quads in his program, along with a triple axle, triple toe. This is his second challenger medal as he won gold at Andre Napella two weeks ago. Italy's Nikolai Memola. Oh my goodness, we've heard that name <laughs> so much this season between yeah. the Challenger Series and the Junior Grand Prix. 
Uh, he was third after the short program, but he dropped to fourth overall. This is his fourth event of the season. He won gold and silver uh, on the JDP, qualified for the final, and he got a bronze at Lombardia Trophy. So he's having quite a season. He I feel is. Like he is. He's <laughs> one of the breakout stars of this 22-23 season. So a Team USA's Maxime Naumov, which I know we talked about a few podcasts ago. Super excited to have him back mm-hmm. competing again. He was in first after the short program. Unfortunately, he had to take a three-point deduction as he needed to stop his program a little more than 30 seconds in due to a strap of duct tape that came loose on his right skate boot after his first jump. His planned quad sal cow became a double, and then he had to retape it during the break. Um, he would finish in fifth place overall. Still, considering the issue that he ran into with the tape on his skate, he's back. So mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. great to see him in first after the short program. Yeah, just an unfortunate thing that happened to him there in the free skate. But yeah, I'm glad to see him back. And hopefully, you know, next time he has no skate issues and he's um, back up on, you know, on the podium there. Yeah, moving on to the women. There was a lot of placement changes after the short program in the women's event. Um, Team USA's Ava Ziegler, who was fourth after the short program, won the event. Um, This was her first challenger event and only her second senior international event. Um, Her free skate included six triples. She opened her free skate with a double axle Euler triple Salkow. Notably, she had the highest PCS in both the short program and free skate segments. Now, like the men's event, the silver medal position belonged to Switzerland. Kimi Rapond, who was in first after the short program, won her first challenger medal in her first challenger event and her senior international debut. Now, she was on the Junior Grand Prix this season. She finished fourth, I believe, at Solidarity Cup in sixth in Riga. Estonia's Nina Petrokina, who was in eighth after the short program, moved up to third to win the bronze medal. Her second place free skate included six triples, and she competed at Nebelhorn Trophy, where she was in 11th place. Wow. Well, moving on to dance. This event literally ended like an hour and a half ago. I know we were preparing for our show and we were still, we had to put wait until this event ended so we could put the events in there. Yeah, the, it just ended. Um, Marjorie Lejoie and Zachary Laga scored nearly three points higher in their free dance at Budapest versus Nepola Trophy. But overall, nine points higher. While you can't directly compare the scores between events, different judging panels, tech panels. Their score at this competition of 202.40. It's very close to what Laurence Fournier-Baudry oh. Nikolai Sorensen scored at Finlandia Trophy last week. So they seem to be within the realm of each other. Um, it's going to be really competitive <laughs> at Canadian Nationals this year. Sounds like it. Yeah, I'm really loving their rhythm dance and free dance this year. I just enjoy them both so much so i'm excited to see how they continue to build and grow they just seem to have this confidence when they're out on the ice and 
I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see where we go from here. Maybe it's the Olympic confidence that you talked about with Caitlin and John Luke. I think so. I think so. Yeah, definitely. There's something to be said about going out and competing at your first Olympics and soaking it all in. I think it just adds this level of, of confidence and power and they just go out there with more maturity now. So it's exciting to see. Um, Evgenia Loparova and Jeffrey Brousseau set a new personal best of 192.85 to take silver. The French team are blazing a new trail for themselves this year with Papadakis and Cicerone taking the year off. Uh, They recently had relocated to train at least part-time up at the Ice Academy of Montreal. In bronze medal position, Katerina Wolf-Koston and Jeffrey Chen won their second senior international medal of the season and their first Challenger Series medal, a bronze. So Katerina and Jeffrey, this is their first full senior season. So having two medals at two senior internationals is a great start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This event was also the debut of Denisa Chimlova and Jyoti Polozoakis, who are representing uh, Chimlova's Czech Republic. They're still a very new team. Mm -hmm. They had some unfortunate mistakes in the rhythm dance that set them back. They're still working through this, you know, new partnership, becoming a team. They just need some more time together, I Mm -hmm. think. They're going to be really good. They just need some time to um, to gel some more. And yeah. I'm excited to see what, what happens. Czech Republic is definitely building an army of teams. <laughs> they have a, a couple of great junior teams and now senior teams. So yeah. this is exciting. Yeah. I love seeing countries have multiple high-level competitive teams out there. Yeah, definitely. Well, moving on to the Junior Grand Prix in Enya, um, the last Junior Grand Prix event until the final. So we are done with the Junior Grand Prix. It's crazy to believe. Oh, my gosh. Um, there were no pairs in this event. Um, pairs concluded last week in Gdansk, and we mentioned who qualified for the final in pairs in last week's episode. So if you want to find out who made it um, in pairs, uh, check out last week's episode. Yeah, well, let's start off with the men. Let's just say gold and silver were decided by 0.13 points. Crazy, crazy. (laughs) Uh, Team USA's Lucas Broussard came out ahead, winning his second gold medal of the JDP series. He also won gold at Solidarity Cup in Gdansk, which was the first um, Poland JDP. He did finish the free skate in second place. He fell on his triple flip, but landed six other planned triples cleanly. He had little more than a one-point lead going into the free skate, but the key to his victory came in his short program, where he attempted the triple axle, which was a higher base value despite negative GOEs, and his level four step sequence and harder triple-triple combo. He did earn a new personal best of 211.14 points. Japan's Shunsuke Nakamura, who won the free skate by 1.05 over Lucas, won the silver medal. He did attempt a quad toe, but it was called on the quarter and he fell on the jump. Shunsuke won gold in Korshaval also. Japan's Takaru Amin 
Tees, one who had won the gold medal just last week in Gdansk, took home the bronze medal in Enya. Can you imagine these back-to-back events? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's great to get it over with, but oh, man. Oh, I know. He, w- he was in seventh place after the short program. He struggled with his triple axles. One was called under-rotated. Another was called on the quarter. All three of the men I just mentioned qualified for the Junior Grand Prix final. The others confirmed by the ISU for the final are Nikolai Memola of Italy, <laughs> who we've talked about. <laughs> yes, we have. Nazumo Yoshioka, uh, who won, had a gold medal and a fifth place finish. And Team USA's Robert Yaplonsky, who got a silver medal last week and finished fourth in his first JDP event. Um, here are some fun facts. The last time that Team USA had two men at the JDP final was 2018-19 with Camden Pulkinen and Tomoki Hiwatashi. They actually had qualified three for that year, but Andrew Torgashev unfortunately had to withdraw before the event. Last time Team USA won the men's event at the JDP final was our very own <laughs> Nathan Chen, 2013-2014. Of course, we all know Nathan went on to win the Olympics in 2022. Italy has never won the men's event at the JDP final, although Memola has the highest combined score from both of his JDPs of the six qualifiers, and he will have a home ice advantage in Torino. Let's move on, Gina, to the women's event. Yes. Well, Japan's Hannah Yoshida, who was second after the short program, came back in the free skate to win the event. And her second gold medal of the Junior Grand Prix. Now she won gold in Courcheval. She went for the triple axel. She did it. She earned 10.63 points on the element. Uh, She earned new personal best short program free skate and total scores at the event. Now Korea Shayeon Kim, who was the leader after the short program by more than three points, finished in second place for the second week in a row. She finished second in the seniors, so she was competing senior in Finlandia just last week, then third the week before at Solidarity Cup. So she's competed three times in three weeks. That's just crazy. Like, um, hopefully she's getting a little break here, but both of the women that I just mentioned have qualified for the Junior Grand Prix Final. George's Enya Gurjense, who was fourth in Riga, won the bronze medal. Now, she attempted a triple axel, but it was called under rotated, and she fell on the jump. Now, the ISU confirmed the women's qualifiers for the Junior Grand Prix final. The other four are Mao Shimada, and she had two goals, and the highest combined score from both her JGPs by 18 points over Yoshida. Jaya Shin of Korea, she had a gold and a silver in her events. Ami Naki got a gold and a bronze in her events. She is from Japan. And Min Sol Kwan of Korea, a silver and a bronze in her events. Now I found some fun facts on the women here. There has never been an all Japan and Korea women's event at the Junior Grand Prix Final. The last time a Japanese woman won the Junior Grand Prix final was Kanako Mirakami in 2009-2010. The last time a Korean woman won the Junior Grand Prix final, none other than Yuna Kim 
2005-2006. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Queen Yuna. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Czech siblings Katerina Moraskva and Daniel Moracek continue to set this high bar for junior ice dance. They won the gold medal. It's going to be really interesting to see how they fare in this head-to-head at the final with Nadia Bashinska and Peter Beaumont of Canada. The Moracek siblings bested Hannah Lim and Ye Kwan of Korea, who finished 15 points back, winning the silver medal. But they have qualified for the first time for the JGP final. They continued this season of firsts for them. They got their first silver medal at this competition. They got their first gold medal at Korsheval, and they are the first team from Korea to qualify for the final. I love Dance Macabre, and I think it's a great vehicle for them this season. It's such a big contrast to last year's mm-hmm. programs. Leah Nesset and Artem Markolov were finally able to compete on the JDP series. They won the bronze. Their programs, they're showing more maturity this season than what we saw last season. The tango in particular really suits them. It's only their second season on the JGP, and they finished less than two points behind Hannah Lim and Yi Kwan. Team USA's Jenna Hauer and Benjamin Starr finished fourth, not far behind uh, Nessa and Markolov. Oh, no, I guess it was 10 points behind, actually. Team USA's Jenna Hauer and Benjamin Starr finished fourth. This is their first JGP season and junior dance in the U.S., it's going to be really competitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So in addition to Katerina Moraskova, Daniel Moracek, Nadia Bashinska, and Peter Beaumont of Canada, Hannah Lim, and Ye Kwan of Korea, we also have Daria Grimm and Mikhail Savitsky of Germany. We've got a gold and a silver. On the JGP, we have Phoebe Becker and James Hernandez, two silvers. It's been a long time since the UK has had a team in the final and the roster is rounded out by Selena Fragi and John Hans Furneaux got a silver and a bronze. The last time team USA did not have anyone qualify in ice dance for the final was 2014, 15. Uh, this year we had Vanessa Pham, Jonathan Rogers were third alternates. I know I've mentioned this before. This is a building year for team USA in dance, we have a really deep roster of teams um, and also a couple of teams that are pretty strong that aren't age eligible yet. Mm-hmm. I think next season is going to be a, another breakout year for, for Team USA. Yeah, and as we mentioned, a lot of these teams from the U.S., this is their first season on the Junior Grand Prix. So, you know, definitely... It's a rebuilding year, and we will definitely see teams in the JGP final next year. Yeah, I definitely. I, I really think so. Last time Canada won the JGP final was Virtue and Moyer in 2005-2006. With the exception of Canada, the remaining countries have never won the JGP final in ice dance. So there we go. So now no Junior Grand Prix events until the final in December, which is I in know. Torino. So. It seems like it's forever away, but you know the time's going to fly. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. Well, moving on, we had another uh, international event this week. It was in Ireland. It's the Tayside Trophy. Now, we're only just going to mention the winners from the seniors and the junior um, singles and pairs events. So if you would like to learn more on who won, check out our show notes. 
Austria's Maurizio Zandron won the senior men's event, and Aaron Yorkie of Great Britain won the junior men's event. Austria's Olga Miktina won the senior women's event, and Czech Republic's Michaela Verestakova won the junior women's event. Italy's Sarah Conti and Niccolò Macchi won the senior pairs event, and Lucy Hay and Kyle McLeod won the junior pairs event. Well, uh, one event that's actually going on while we're recording this, Skate Ontario sectional series is taking place. Um, the free skates are today, so they're not finishing up by the time we're recording this. We'll give you what we have. Uh, Matthew Markell did win the senior men's event, which um, did end. Gabrielle Dalman has more than an 11-point lead heading into the free skate in the senior women's event. This is her season debut. Tilda Alteride and Gabriel Friend are the leaders at the moment in senior pairs, and Olivia Oliver and Elliot Graham have a slight lead over Lily Henson and Nathan Lickers after the rhythm dance. Well, that concludes all of our event coverage. And next week it'll be weird because next week we'll just have Skate America. I know. <laughs> I'm not sure how to... How do we do this when there's only one event? One event. I don't know. We'll just bring some extra stuff because we'll so. be at Skate America. We'll be able to bring you guys some some good stuff. Well, moving on to our general skating news, and we've got some news this week. The ISU Council announced the allotments of the following ISU Figure Skating Championships. The 2025 Europeans will be in Zagreb, Croatia. The 2025 World Junior Championships will be in Dubrovnik, Hungary. The 2025 World Championships, which I know we're all excited for, is Boston, Massachusetts. I had the best (laughs) memories from 2016 Worlds in Boston. And the thought that we're going to have back-to-back North American World Championships Mm -hmm. just makes me so happy. Yes. Because, of course, they reallocated Montreal's Worlds. After they had to cancel it in 2020, they reallocated it to Montreal again for 2024. Yes. So, yeah, this is exciting. We'll have two North American back-to-back world championships. um, And Boston, I'm excited that they're going to get to host the world championships again. Um, For those who were kind of, is it going to be at the Skating Club of Boston no, it will be at the TD Garden. Yes. Um, where it was the 2016 World Championships for us. So just it's to It's very that up. orange and black and bright. <laughs> yes. For the Bruins. <laughs> yes, definitely. That I remember. <laughs> well, the World Synchronized Championships in 2025 will be in Turpre, Finland. The 2026 Europeans, I'm excited for this one just because I'm glad Sheffield, Great Britain is going to get to host another event. So that will be Europeans in 2026 will be in Sheffield. And the 2026 Worlds will be in Prague, Czech Republic. Wow. (laughs) The exciting thing about hosting 2025 Worlds, in addition to it being in Boston, is that that's the final pre-Olympic Worlds. Mm -hmm. So it can be really exciting because that's when, you know, spots will be determined. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to be wanting to put out their best skates. 
Yep. It could be really exciting. It can be, yeah. Well, moving on to some news that's not so exciting. Uh, Unfortunately, the Japan Skating Federation announced that Yuma Kagiyama will miss the 22 Grand Prix series, including Skate America, are due to left leg and ankle bone injuries, including a stress fracture to his fibula that he suffered in late August. I'm so bummed because I know we both were hoping to see him at this competition. Mm -hmm. He is hoping to be back for our Japan Nationals. He has been replaced at Skate America by Koshiro Shimada. And Shimada, uh, I was reminded today, is coached by Stefan Lambiel, so that could be really cool. He, mm-hmm. He's got some really great qualities, and I'm, I think it, it, he's a good replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, Sina Miyake will compete in France for Yuma. Uh, now both of the skaters, Shimada and Miyake, have two Grand Prix assignments. Yes. Well, Skate Canada announced that two-time Olympic silver medalist Elvis Stoiko is returning as the event ambassador for the 2022 Skate Canada International, which is the week after Skate America. And two-time Canadian champion Nam Nguyen will serve as the in-venue host. So if you're heading to Skate Canada, you'll get to see Nam doing his hosting in the venue. I like that Skate Canada is utilizing their former competitors as in these types of roles because I think it helps mm-hmm. connect the audience with skating of the past and also providing familiar faces. I think it, it's just a mm-hmm. great connection. Mm-hmm. So moving on to recent interviews, Olympics.com did a story on Singapore figure skater Pajil Singh, who competed this past weekend at the JGP in Enya. An ABS-CBN story featured 2014 Olympian Michael Christian Martinez of the Philippines, who is now coaching younger skaters in the Philippines. Oh, that's great. I love when skaters <laughs> give back. Yeah. Golden Skate did an article on Japan's Shunsuke Nakamura, which came out prior to him qualifying for the JGP final talks about his gold medal win at Korshavel and his journey in figure skating. Well, Golden Skate was busy. They had another article on Estonia skater Alexander Selefko, whose younger brother, Mikkel, also competes. He will be at Skate America. Yes. So NBC sports analyst Johnny Weir previewed the upcoming Grand Prix season in an interview for Chasing Gold, which is NBC Sports' monthly Olympic and Paralympic show. The episode debuted today, as of the day we're recording this, at noon Eastern on NBC. It will also be available on Peacock on Monday. Yeah. Transitioning to the social media updates. Oh. 2022 U.S. champion and Olympian Mariah Bell announced her retirement from competitive skating on social media. There were many subsequent articles that were published based on her Instagram post. And we will link to one of them in our show notes. Best wishes to Mariah. It's been a joy to watch her over the last decade as she has has come up through U.S. figure skating. And it's it's bittersweet because I've really enjoyed some, especially some of her programs have just been very sassy. And she's just got this personality that is really exciting. Yeah. 
being in Greensboro when she did her Hallelujah free skate where everyone was, you know, standing and yeah, uh, (laughs) that will always go down as one of my favorite memories of Mariah Bell. So yeah, sad that we won't be seeing her on competitive ice, but I know she'll still be on the ice in some form. So, oh, absolutely. Well, Skate Canada is launching a new YouTube show featuring skating news, accomplishments at every level of the sport, and exclusive content. Their first episode is tomorrow, October 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we'll you'll put the link in the show notes so you can watch. Yes. USA's Timothy Delensky was married yesterday in South Carolina. According to his Instagram stories, he met his now wife when they were both performing on the Disney on Ice tour. They recently concluded a Disney on Ice contract together in Japan. Well, congratulations to Timothy. October 10th was World Mental Health Day, with a number of athletes, including Gracie Gold, coming out to promote that taking care of yourself mentally is as important as your physical health. Now, Adam Rippon tweeted an interview that was published in September on World Mental Health Day, and we'll put that link in our show notes for that. Okay, well, and Greta Crawford, who will make her Grand Prix debut at Skate America in pairs with her twin brother, John, posted on social media about her major knee injury and subsequent surgeries, including one that happened just six weeks ago. It basically discussed that less than one year ago, she broke her kneecap in half. Reminds me a lot of Penny Coombs' injury from a while back. And uh, she's had a few surgeries. It's, it's, they're um, currently training in the Netherlands with Aliona Sevchenko. Well, moving on to our upcoming events for the week. Um, what event is it this week? I don't know. I can't imagine. We've only been talking about it every <laughs> two to three minutes in this podcast. Skate America! America! Here I'm we go. I'm so excited to start off this Grand Prix series. Yes. So just a couple things for Skate America in case you are not familiar with what's going to be, what we expect to see at Skate America. Ilya Mullinen in the quad axle. Will we see it? Will we not see it? Um, the, on a media call, um, just actually yesterday, he said his goal is to skate clean and consistent and to prove on his second mark, his program component. Now he was asked about his jump layout in his free skate, whether he would attempt a program with like seven quads. And he said, quote, he was planning a basic layout and that he was not going to over-exaggerate. And that, quote, he just have a layout that he can perform well. So he did not mention specifically the quad axle. Um, Then, you know, people asked him how he felt about it after he landed the quad axle. And he said when he landed it, it made him feel a lot more confident about the jump and he feel he feels he can pull it out in competition even when there's a lot of nerves, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure on him. He mentioned if he keeps putting it in this season, he will become pretty consistent with the jump. Um so I'm leaning to the fact that I think he's going to do it. Um but you know, some people are reading it differently. Um and he may not they think he may not do it. He may just play it safe and just skate as cleanly as he can. So we'll just wait and see. Um, there was an article um, from a media call from the media call um, that we will put in our show notes. Yes. 
So Kaori Sakamoto versus Isabella Vita. We're going to get world champion versus world junior champion. In addition, there are also uh, there's also Reno Matsuki, Hyun Lee, Yeonjun Park, Asen Yoon. It's just a pretty cool roster. So it's the women's event is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Well, in the pairs event, it's the return of Alexa Kinnearm and Brandon Fraser. This will be their season debut. We have not seen them since they became world champions, unless you saw them at Stars on Ice um, this spring. But yeah, this um, it'll be great to see them back. I'm excited that they're back because I wasn't quite sure if they were planning to compete again. But I'm also really excited to see Deanna Stiletto-Dudek and Maxime Deschamps of Canada who've had a very good start to this season after winning Nebelhorn Trophy. So I'm looking forward to seeing them because I have not, I've seen Deanna skate with uh, Nathan, but I have not seen her skate with her new partner, Maxim. And so I'm looking forward to that. So Madison Chalk and Evan Bates are also (laughs) back this season. On the call that happened this week, there was a media call. Anne of IDC sat in on it. She relayed some stuff to Gina. Their free dance this year is less character-driven and is more 1920s theme as Madison's engagement ring is from the 1920s. No one is an alien, a snake, or an astronaut. (laughs) This is going to be interesting to see because we're very comfortable watching Madison and Evan bring to life these character-driven programs. So getting to see them do something that's a little bit different, I think it will be pretty cool. Music is from a local Montreal artist. And Maddie said the rhythm dance has a strong ballroom style to it. So I'm excited to see what they bring. I don't believe the music is out there yet. So No, they kept it very quiet. Like even, I guess some people wanted to know who that Montreal artist is for their free dance and they didn't even say so they okay if you're going to be at skate america you are seeing it for the first time um and if you're watching at home you'll be seeing everything from the first time they are keeping things under wraps this is also the first time that we're going to see them this season (laughs) as we mentioned um also competing in um norwood we'll have caitlin hawaii and jean-luc baker who won a silver medal just a week ago at finlandia trophy we're also going to get to see Kana Muramoto and Daisuke Takahashi, which will be a lot of fun. They're, uh, you know, T- Daisuke is well known as a single <laughs> skater. This will be my first opportunity seeing him as an ice dancer, and I'm really, really excited. My first to opportunity to see, to see him as ever in person. <laughs> so I'm very excited. We've got a lot of up and coming teams mm-hmm. on this roster. So I'm excited to also see them get their opportunity in Norwood and and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, Gina, that brings us to the end of all of our content. You let folks know where to find us. Yes, you can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com and on social media. And make sure you're following us on social media. While I'm in Norwood, I definitely will be tweeting out and posting things on Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you're following us. Our Twitter, it's at this WK in skating. And then Facebook and Instagram, it's this week in skating. And we love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. 
We appreciate all the support that we receive via email and social media. Especially this past week, we heard from a lot of you. Yes. This was so great. Um, Gina, you want to go through some of the feedback we received? Well, Frau on Figure Skating Universe wrote excellent new midweek podcast today with a lot of info on Skate America. And thank you, Frau, for that. Skating fan on FSU, it was a pleasure to listen to this podcast. Looking forward to being at Norwood for this great event. And Andrea on Twitter, thanks for the Skate America Q&A. Glad to hear the news about the food trucks and the Fan Fest. I thought a lot of people would be interested in yeah, that. I'm, yeah, I'm excited about the food trucks myself. And then she was also <laughs> glad we did clarified what allowed outside drinks are allowed to be brought into Norwood. So... So thank you, everyone, for your comments on our midweek episode. If you're going to be in Norwood, we look forward to seeing you. Um, Daphne will be along the boards taking photos, but I'm over going to be in the media section, which I believe is going to be on the concourse level. So if you want to stop over and say hello, if you um, tell us if you enjoy the podcast, I'd love to hear from people who have been listening. So just check my photo on um, our website and you can find me there and I'll be among the media. If you see Jackie, you'll see me not too far away. So And let us know too, if you're going to Skate America or you're watching, what are your thoughts on the yeah. competition? Send them in to us. We'd love to be able to share them with everyone else and talk about it we're gonna have a great discussion after um so yeah i'm excited first Mm -hmm. you know the first uh full competition for me this season the other competitions i've done have been dance only so this is going to be great so on idc this week i am updating or getting caught up on photos from the poland junior grand prix two photographers were so gracious to allow me to post their photos so i'm excited to get those uploaded um there's more to come with that and i did not post a new article this past week but we do have a new one coming what do you have going on over at fso gina well over at fso i did an interview with liam capakis who is making his grand prix debut at skate america I enjoyed um, hearing a little bit about Liam and his skating career so far, and I look forward to seeing him um, this week in Skate America. I also put up our 2022-23 Grand Prix Series Tracker. I did this last year where I'm tracking who um, is going to make it to the Grand Prix Final. So that's up. It just has a bunch of X's right now because we don't have any uh, results yet. And today... The Skate America Hub should be up, so hopefully you'll find information about Skate America there, who the competitors are, the timing um, of the event, as well as the streaming information and TV schedule, so you'll find that all there. So our next episode will be a special episode because Gina and I will be in person. We are hoping at this time to record in person on Sunday night Mm -hmm. um, to make this available on Monday morning. As usual, that is our plan. If something happens, please forgive us, but that's what we're hoping to do. It's a plan. This time. We have reached the end of our episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, we are humbled by the amount of support that we've received Mm -hmm. doing this podcast and look forward to bringing you more every week. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. 
And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week!